Kitchen, where we talk about music, music news, music stuff, and anything else that comes up. Hey, Austin. What's up, T? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. We're playing a fun game tonight of uh, gunshots or fireworks. That's right. We are surrounded by the sounds of America. America! And unfortunately, there is no editing those sounds out, so no. we're just going to roll with we're it. Gonna roll it's with gonna it. It's going to be our background. Yeah, so if you got a problem with fireworks, then apparently you got a problem with America. There's a lot of problems in America. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to roll with it. That's right. So we've got a couple updates before we get into the thick of it. Yes. Um, I know before we talked about a couple of lawsuits regarding copyright infringement, the first being one of America's oldest songs, 120-year-old song known as the Happy Birthday Song. The Happy Birthday Jam. So they started a lawsuit a couple years ago. There was a production company called Good Morning to You Productions. They were making a documentary film about it, and they argued that the rights to the song expired and became public in 1921. Which seems legit. Right. The judge ruled that the copyright had expired and the song was in public domain, but his ruling was appealed. Ah. And so more recently is the one we're seeing where what we were talking about, yeah. how they were getting okay. into a little bit more detail about it. So now that they appealed that ruling... Um, they're arguing that Warner, who s- claims they have owned this right forever. Uh, copyright forever, right, has been making at least $2 million a year on this. Crazy. Right. The judge ruled this time that it is public domain. Then the attorneys were trying to sue to get their fees covered, right? Right. They were wanting a, cu- a couple million on top of the $14 million already. Right. Um, and in the end, Warner just settled out of court. Yeah, they knew. For 14, yeah, they were like, nah, yeah, we effed on this, but, you know, when they when they settle out of court for copyright infringement, they're like, you know what, no one's fault, but right. here's a ton of cash, so we don't have to take this any further and probably yeah. get sued even more, because if they've claimed they've had this for 20, 30 years, and they're making $2 million a year on it, you know, would you rather lose 14 and then stop all the legal proceedings, or, or get hit for 60 or more? Yeah. And then yeah. all of the... Legal fees that are going to accrue over the, I don't know how many years this right. could go on. Exactly. You know? The other lawsuit we were following was the Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Led which Zeppelin. was just a fantastic trial. Oh my god. Right. It was like plot twists. Right. It was amazing. This was like a Lifetime movie trial. Seriously. Can we make Lifetime movies about copyright infringement trials? I think I would probably yeah, be the I'd, only one to watch. I'd be all about that. I'd much <laughs> rather watch that than... A, a real lifetime movie. Right. So first they were, <laughs> first they were sued by Randy Wolf, who's a guitarist from some band called Spirit. 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 The Spirit. Cool. And then they were like, "Hey, you know what? Actually, this came from some Baroque song, you know, a hundred years ago." Right. Like, where where in the world did this come from? Um. So they went back and forth on this for for quite some time, and it actually came out in Led Zeppelin's favor. Stairway to Heaven is a great song, but that chord progression is nothing unique. Exactly, and, and that's what the judge focused on in the end, was just you can't copyright a scale. Yeah. So I'm reading on Gibson.com here, and they're like, hey, Zeppelin's defense pressed the argument that the descending chromatic scale in Taurus, which they were accused of having copied is exceedingly common in popular music and isn't subject to copyright protection. And what this lawsuit is going to do is hopefully put a nix on a lot of these, you know, older artists 
suing newer ones for just being inspired by music. Right. Well, yeah. And let's let's be real. Like, Western music, there are, what, 12 tones in our scale? 11 tones in our scale? Right. You can only recycle that so many times before you're bound to, like, come, yeah. s- come up with something like there's similar. A, there's a finite number of possibilities. <laughs> right. You're, and especially if that's something that you listened to previously, not to say that you sat down and like, oh, I like this. I'm going to come up with something similar or copy it. Maybe you haven't heard that song in 15 years. And, you know, that's... a. a a tune that sticks in your mind or, you know, typically artists and bands have, they don't really go outside of a specific range. Right. You know? I mean, you know, that being said though, and there is the whole like unintentional uh, infringement, like of what course. happened with George Harrison, but there is a, a fairly defined line between being inspired by something and ripping it off. A good example would be um, the song by Shamir. Um, On the regular, right? Uh, yeah. That um, during Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, that song sounds... Super familiar to Super Shamir's. Super familiar, yeah. And that one's called Hey, Hi, Hello. Well, um, come on. Shamir starts off with... How does it go? Hi, hi, howdy, howdy, hi, hi. Yeah. It sounds like when I first heard it, I mean, I know I heard about the controversy first, but right. I heard it and I'm like, no, dude, this is totally... And, and dude's song came out, what, like six months ago? Shamir's? Uh, more than that, like a year ago? Yeah. So the, the Hey Hi Hello song was written by a group of songwriters specifically to be commercial. Um, so it stands to reason that they would want to... Mirror a off popular something. song. Yeah, it was yeah. very popular. That but, makes sense. And I mean, but it, it doesn't cross that line where it goes into copyright infringement, even though there are things that are very similar, like the cowbell line is something that everybody points out, mm-hmm. the hey, hi, hello, compared to hi, hi, howdy, howdy, hi, hi. Right. But as far as the rest of the song, not not so much. It's not, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that, that reminds me of, but it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah, the rest of it definitely doesn't mirror no. on the regular. But uh, speaking of Apple... Man. The stream wars have begun. Right. We're on the anniversary, one-year anniversary of Apple Music. Right. Coming in big. Right. Beats 1, Apple Music. Yep. Pretty pretty big year for them. Yeah. But now, like, stream wars have begun. Yes. So... And this week, we are getting into it. Oh, man. It goes down. It is deep. Deep. Neck deep. (laughs) Uh, So, first, um, the Wall Street Journal came out with a report... Yeah, super strange. Yeah, saying that Apple was in talks with Tidal to actually acquire their streaming service. Now, this is a weird one. Like, at first I was really excited about it. Right. Like, this is kind of cool. Tidal has some cool things with exclusive rights to artist music. Right. And they also have, you know, as we discussed before, really good artist payouts. That's true. They were one of those that when we discovered before pay one of the highest amount of royalties to their artists. Right. Um, Downside of that, though, uh, Apple Music is a much larger company. They have a much larger subscriber base. Right. So I would assume, or I would guess, that if Apple were to acquire Tidal, their payments would probably go more towards Apple's payout rate. Which is still not... Not measly, it's not bad. Right. But it's it's lower. 
Right. One, one thing that makes me, like, skeptical of this whole situation is that Tidal's all about, like, fighting the man. Right. Right? The man being Apple and Spotify and these larger streaming services. They're, like, that underdog that's there just for the artists, yet they're going to sell out to one of the big... Yeah. You know, ones? Well, and... Um, so, one of the guys from the New York Times got on Twitter and pointed out that it's probably not actually happening. Really? Um, and there's a little bit Because it was of, just uh, Washington Post, right? They came out with this, and everyone else was just like... Is the, the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and everybody else hopped on it. Right, so they and, were like... And they were just quoting Wall Street Journal. Right. Did, did Wall Street even really cite a source at all, or just like no, it our was insider, a, blah, Yeah, blah, blah. it was like an anonymous source close to the negotiations. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the guy from the Wall Street Journal pointed out that um, usually even when there's like a, a leak in information where a company of low sizes are trying to acquire each other or one another, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a monetary value placed on it. So like, oh, you know, word is that, you know, like when Apple bought Beats. Right. Word is this $3 billion, yeah, whatever. Yeah, this huge transaction is going to go through. Um, there was That's true. There was like minimal information. It was just like... Hey, they're talking. Yeah, and even period. in even in that uh, Wall Street Journal, like, wasn't even an article; it was a blurb. Right. Um, they were like, it it might not result in a, a purchase, but the talks are in there. Um, the other thing is that, uh, and I didn't even notice. This. That sounds like a huge publicity stunt. Right. Well, this is where we get to that. I didn't notice this when I read the original Wall Street Journal post. But, yeah. Uh, so the, the guy from the New York Times. Uh, to kind of his rip it apart is, a little bit. Yeah, his yeah. name is Ben Cesario. Okay. Yeah, so he pointed out that um, it, the language of it seems like it was cooked up by a marketing department. Um, specifically, the portion of it said that said, a deal with title would bring two of the most legendary names in hip-hop to Apple's camp, uniting East Coast and West Coast rap under a single oh business Oh my god, that's like PR written all over it. Right, and let's be honest, has, has East Coast or West Coast been a thing since the, the 90s? internet? Right, like, <laughs> no. No. No one talks about that anymore. Like, Biggie, Tupac, gone. Are we done? Right. Yeah, I figured they, they took care of it. Maybe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Literally laid it to rest, <laughs> if I may. Oh. <laughs> I know. Too soon? Not really. It's been 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. The, the stream wars don't end there. So we've got, you know, oh. we've got the empire of Apple trying to take over Tidal. But... Um, also going Can't leave on, Spotify out. No, can't leave Spotify out of it. So Spotify threw a bit of a hissy fit. Surprise. Yeah, so um, they came out. So there's the backstory to it. Spotify had an update to their app that they submitted to Apple's App Store. So that's what they have to do. They have to send it into the App Store or... Yeah, like very much like, like when we... To get our podcast on iTunes, it has to be approved by Got Apple. It. Okay. Um so, and, and there are requirements. So, you know, just like if you were to want to sell a product in a brick and mortar store, that store could put requirements on the products that you sell. Makes sense. Right. Because they're representing. Yeah. You're part of that company, per se. So, uh, they send this update over to Apple. Apple's like, yo, this doesn't meet our requirements. So, if mm-hmm. you buy, like, tokens in a game, mm-hmm. or if you use your Apple ID for, like, a, a streaming service, like HBO, or Netflix, or Spotify, right? Uh, Apple takes a portion of that money. So, like, I have Hulu, and I noticed, uh, like, prior when I had Netflix, 
I paid through Netflix. They billed me. Right. But then I noticed when I hooked up Hulu, it's really cool because I just signed up with my Apple ID and password, and that's my password for it. So I don't remember other ones, but it gets billed through Apple. So it's like yeah. your receipt from Apple. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Okay. And the, and the nice thing about that as a consumer, and that's how I do all of my streaming stuff is through that, okay. is that I trust that Apple is secure. I've been transacting things with them for years for a decade yeah as long as i've had a card to buy things on the internet i've been purchasing things from apple so it's a trustworthy source um and it's convenient because i don't have to enter in my card in all of these different places and deal with they have it on file right you know they have it on file i know my password you know my favorite thing about it that i got really excited about once i found that my hulu is managed that way is that i can go into my phone um, and go under my Apple ID and I can manage all of my purchases that way. Right. I don't have to remember my login and go in and, and turn it off. If I want to stop it. Yeah. You can just, just click a button. Right. Yeah. I don't have to make a phone call and listen to, you know, answer questions as to why I don't want it anymore. Exactly. So for that, for that consumer convenience and the service that they provide to the applications that use those in-app purchases, Apple charges a fee, uh, which is I think totally understandable. Right. Uh, you know, credit card companies charge a fee um, to retailers to process transactions, so it right. seems fair that Apple would do the same. Um, and we'll get to the amount of that fee and changes there in a second. But prior to very recently, thirty mm-hmm. percent. Okay. So, or you know, Apple charges thirty percent of whatever fee. Yeah, they just take thirty percent of whatever. Okay. Fee. So seventy thirty split. Got it. So what Spotify did, because they they didn't dig that split. So if you purchase your Spotify... They've never liked it. Right. So if you purchase your Spotify subscription through Apple, you actually pay more than what you would if you purchased it directly through Spotify. That's what I was just going to say. In fact, they were $9.99 until Apple Music came out. Right. Right? And then they were upset and they were like, okay. Yep. Yeah. So they actually charged the consumer for that. That's so. Shitty. They kind of came out with this this workaround. So um, in the Spotify app, if you go into your profile and you go to upgrade to premium, then it just immediately takes you to um, do an in-app purchase. So you pop in your Apple ID, yeah. confirm the purchase, whatever, you're done. You're good. Um, they came up with, which I think is, is clever, but shady. Super shady. Um, if you were to stumble upon a premium feature... So, which is a lot of the stuff in Spotify. So, if you wanted to create your own playlist, playlist. if you wanted to share select, yeah, or... share a friend or download something locally to your device, an alert would pop up that would say, hey, you found a premium feature. Type in your email here and we'll tell you about it. And then Spotify would actually email you with a link to go to their website to sign up for the subscription service. So, Apple obviously was not okay with that. Right. So, they kicked it back to them. And we're like, yo, fix this. Yeah. So instead of... Fixing it. Instead of fixing it, um, instead of trying to, you know, discuss things with Apple... Or like or, negotiate a... Um, right. Um, compromise. Yeah. Spotify came out with a really shady public statement. Um, and I'm just, I'm just going to... I'm just going to read it. Uh, Spotify said, Apple has received attention. Oh, so then this was, um, again, let me get down the right. There we go. So, um, so Spotify came out with its own statement and said, Apple has long used its control of iOS to squash competition in music, driving up the prices of its competitors, 
inappropriately forbidding us from telling our customers about lower prices and giving itself unfair advantages across this platform through everything from the lock screen to Siri. You know there's something wrong when Apple makes more off a Spotify subscription than it does off an Apple Music subscription and doesn't share any of that with the music industry. They want to have their cake and eat everyone else's too. So, to kind of unpack that, um, the, the first portion of it where they're talking about driving up prices of its competitors, it's, they've chosen to make that price increase. Right. Uh, it, is, it is completely possible to have an application available for a phone, any phone, mm -hmm. that doesn't go through the App Store, whether that's Google Play or Windows Mobile or if you have a Windows Mobile phone. Right. Or an Apple device. Yep. You can you can create a web application. You can download it from something that's not the app store from the just through your browser mm -hmm. and use it just like you normally would. Right. So they've but chosen. But they know they'll get more subscribers if it's an Apple trusted app oh, through exactly. the app store. I'm not going to download an app if it's just through. Right. Plus, who who browses the web for a new app? Nobody. Nobody. You go to the app store. Right. Um, you have to market pretty hard and. And have a lot of trust in, you know, that company. Right. You know, um, to download that through the web. As far as inappropriately forbidding them from telling their customers about lower prices, that's that's never been a thing. No, nobody discusses. Like, we dig into it because that's something we're interested in and we want to talk about. Not everybody's interested in the breakdown of how everybody makes. Right. Well, and, um, you know, their pricing is clearly listed on all of their marketing yeah. and websites. Right. So, you know, as, as a responsible consumer, I think that the responsibility is on us to figure out, you know, if that $3 is really worth the convenience. Not to mention the fact that, like, my Netflix subscription mm -hmm. is $7. I guess it's going up now, but it's the same price purchasing it through Apple as it would be purchasing it on my own. Same right. thing with my HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever it's called. Right. Uh, I do it strictly out of convenience and the fact that, like you said, like you, you trust them to handle that. Right. Um, and then when we get into, you know, there's something wrong when Apple makes more money off a Spotify subscription than it does off an Apple Music subscription and doesn't share it with the music industry. That's that's just pure. It's that just, doesn't make any sense. It's like. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Right. It's just shit talk. That's all it is. Right. It's that that statement is just there to start problems. That's it. It's you know it's a it's Apple a kid throwing makes, a hissy fit. Right. Well, Apple isn't paying the royalties to the artist for Spotify subscriptions, so that doesn't make any sense. The breakdown right. is completely different. It doesn't like, make any they're sense. They're getting at all. thirty percent of the cut regardless, and then Spotify has to take that seventy percent and then divvy it up among you know right. Uh, Payroll management, whatever, marketing, artists, all of that. That was a big one. That was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, uh, and, and, and then Apple, you know, has to divvy all that up between, you know, their normal business fees, what you would right. have, and including your royalties. So the comparison there is just ridiculous. And I think at this point, like, Spotify was pissed when Apple Music came out because they already knew they were going to have the upper hand now, even though Spotify has you know, tens of millions more subscribers than Apple Music. They know Apple's going to catch up. They know that Apple has done something similar um, 
similar to this in the past, you know, they came out with the iPod and iTunes, like it was the biggest way to get music and have music in your pocket. Yeah. And now they have this advantage to where, you know, they don't, they don't have to purchase. It's their streaming service and everything is again yeah, right in their there in pocket. pocket. Right. And, you know, the thing about that, that 30% is it doesn't matter what kind of application you are. It doesn't matter if it's a game, if it's a streaming service, if it's, you know, I don't know, I don't know what even what other kind of apps are. It doesn't matter if it's some sort of any sort some of some productivity yeah, app, some business app. It right, doesn't matter. Whatever. It's thirty percent across the board. Spotify is acting like Apple is singling them out right. in this and saying you owe us money. We're going to take money from you so that we have the upper hand. But Apple's been making apps for years. Yeah, and Apple. It's like, hey, you, we can't give you some unfair advantage to the rest of the developers out there. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they, yeah, and the reality is that they're, and as opposed to, you know, fighting this, um, you know, anti-compete, you know, right. mindset coming from Apple, they're asking for preferential treatment. Which is the opposite. Right. Right? Like, I don't know, like, you know, when I first read the Spotify thing, I'm like, I get it. Like, Apple is this giant, you know, they are the biggest um, content provider in the world. Right. I get that. But they're different from these big conglomerates and companies like that own radio stations and media companies like Time Warner, uh, Clear Channel, all of these where they're just buying up and buying up and buying up right. just to have more control. Yeah. Prior to, to iPhones and the App Store, there were like applications available for like Blackberries and HTCs and Palm Pilots and stuff like that. Right, they didn't but, develop that. Yeah, but they really, they really refined and made the process something that everyone's used to. Right. Um, you know, and the thing that they made know, the interface like very user friendly and intuitive. Yeah, and it's it's kind of the bar that everything else is. You know, they set the bar for everything else. They did. Um, and. There's, there's a lot to be said for the time and the money and the development that went into that, and I don't think that that 30% is too much to ask. Now, Apple recently, um, actually, just yesterday... They um, sent a letter. Yeah, BuzzFeed got a hold of a letter that Apple's lawyer sent to Spotify's lawyer. So the letter from Apple to Spotify goes into a little more detail about why... The app update was rejected. It also actually says that Apple's changing the policy for the split for in-app purchases. So um, for subscription services, if you've had that subscription for a year, so if a user has had that subscription for a year or more... Because right now, like we talked about, it's 70-30. Right, yeah. Right now it's 70-30. Once you hit that year mark, it changes to 15 for Apple, 85 for the developer. That's awesome. Right. For the developers. Yeah. And um, in the letter, it even says that, um, you know, that's, that applies to any subscription. So even if you've had your subscription for a year prior to this change in policy, that subscription is still eligible for the 85-15 split. BuzzFeed reached out to Apple for a comment on... On the, this letter? Uh, yeah, on the letter. And Apple was like, nah. Um, I mean, I think at this point, they're kind of like... I mean, you've already, already violated our privacy by making this letter right public which is meant to go to spotify um and i think they've said everything they needed to say in this letter i mean it's two and a half pages right 
and they, you know, Spotify is doing everything public. Right. Like they're, they're, it's like an open letter to Apple. They're not going to them personally and saying, hey, let's work this out. What's up? I don't think this is fair. No, it's a kid throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the store. Right. And Apple's like, hey, we're going to come to you privately and directly and say, hey, we notice all these public attacks you're taking and it's not cool. We've been working together for years. Everything we've been doing is fair. Yeah, well, and they... And here's reasons, like, and they gave a breakdown and an explanation of absolutely everything... Yeah. ...that Spotify has been throwing a fit about. Right. Um, and, you know, and they, you know, they do, you know, Apple does come back with, you know, hundreds of millions, you know, because of this app being available on this platform, uh, it's generated hundreds of millions of dollars in incremental revenue on Spotify, and... That's nothing to scoff at. You know, outside of their subscription, the majority of Spotify users are free users. Right. And I would... I I don't feel uncomfortable saying that the majority of those users would not be using that service had the application not been available to the App Store. Right. That's what makes it easier for them. Right. A lot of that's strictly out of convenience. Yeah. So when BuzzFeed reached out to Spotify for a comment on it, Spotify spokesperson who's um, Jonathan Prince, you can follow him on Twitter at Jonathan M. Prince. Might as well give him some promo. (laughs) Uh, He tweeted um, a picture to BuzzFeed of the pop-up that would come up when you found the... The, The, like, premium service or whatever? You discovered a premium feature. You must have a premium subscription to unlock it. Um, The image is kind of misleading. The... Uh, he captioned it with, this is what Apple wants you to believe violates their rules, no offer, no purchase, no link to anywhere at all. In fact, there's a button there that says, got it. And in the image, it's misleading because it seems like, okay, that's how I'm going to dismiss this alert. Uh, but what it, actually happens... It's a when, link and it takes you to their site, correct? It, that's where it asks for the email address for them to send you information about a got premium it. subscription. And in that email is the link to subscribe to the premium service through Spotify's website. Not so it's their workaround so that yeah. you're not doing it through Apple. Right. Which is, you know, kudos them. It's clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Apple caught it. You know? And I think that if, um, if it were me, and if I was, if I was the Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be bummed, but... Not. I'd be like, meh, we tried. Yeah, I wouldn't throw a fit about it. But it's entertaining as fuck to watch. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, so I'm all about it. If they want to keep going, especially in the more public they can make their issues with each other, Go. the better. Run with it. Yeah, I want I want a press conference. I want a debate. Let's do this. Like a presidential debate? Yeah. Like a streaming wars yes. debate. Yes. Spotify versus Apple Music. And then you have to have like the, the Ben Carson's like title. But I was going to say title would be kind of like the Bernie. The Bernie? The Bernie. I don't very know. idealistic. Maybe like for the people. Yeah, very type of idealistic, thing. not very realistic. Yeah, but you got to think about the following Bernie has versus the following the okay. title has. Solid point. That's solid what I'm point. talking about. Yeah. I'm thinking about, you know. So, like, okay, so title would be the Ralph Nader. Yes. <laughs> Nader 2016. That's right. Even around anymore? I don't think so. Okay. JK. But I don't, I don't know who the current Green Party nominee is. That's so, true. You know, I gotta throw it to good old Ralph. Ralph. I've been pretty involved with this election, but I think that I'm starting to lose interest, and these streaming wars are all I've got now. Right, right. These are the debates that I want to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, even if we could just have... I mean, let's ask the candidates. What streaming service do they prefer? That's how I'm going to cast my vote. <laughs> That's, I need to be able to make an informed decision. What streaming service do you use Seriously, and do can, you pay for it? And who do we talk to about getting this in? Who do I talk to about getting this into the questions? Like, Who forms the questions while they're sitting there during a debate? Like, Is there a board that comes, you know? Like... Are there people that decide this? Like, I want to I be able to tweet the questions. Oh, yeah. No, like, I there's... feel like they're prepared for these, and they're all, they, they know yeah. what's oh, coming. Yeah. Like, I want to hit them with a blind side. Oh, yeah. You they, know, like... they screen all the questions. And that's the thing, like, uh, random interjection. Mm -hmm. Most interviews mm -hmm. um, that you see on TV are, the questions are either screened and approved or rehearsed. Uh, I doubt it's any different for... A presidential debate. No, we need to hit him. Yeah. Oh, I would love to hit him up. Hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> we need a surprise. I don't know because I feel like Sarah Palin's questions are never screened or rehearsed because she is always so confused by them. <laughs> what <think> periodicals? <laughs> my favorite. What periodicals have you? You know, magazines. Right. Yeah. Whatever. What, what do you read? What have you been reading to get to get ready for this election? Her answer, all of them. All of them. He's like, yeah, 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 cool. But specifically, yeah, like just, just name one, just, just one thing you've been reading. She's like, I don't know. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. All. The New Wall Street Times. <laughs> Tribune. <laughs> Gazette. <laughs> it's my favorite. I just can't ever. I'll never forget that. No. No. Never forget all of the periodicals. <laughs> Just D all of the above. You can't go wrong no, with that. When you're no. stuck, it's D. That's right. It's always D. Always about the D. Always the D. Alright, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you want more... Who wouldn't? Right? Check us out on all of the social medias. That's right. You can find us on Twitter, at Eruption, on Facebook, at facebook.com slash Eruption, or on our homepage, eruptionmusic.com. 